Hi, I'm Pete Bryce, and on my podcast is Peter Moore with his fabulous wife, Debbie. Now, Peter was the CEO of LFC Football Club. I want to talk about life after LFC, but more important, the amount of fabulous work that Debbie and Peter do for charity. And we're going to be talking about their visit to Clatterbridge Hospital recently. They are an amazing couple who, well, Peter came from Liverpool and has never forgotten his roots. Debbie is one of those lovely human beings that you meet once and never forget. Listen to Peter Moore with his gorgeous wife, Debbie, life after LFC and charity work. Peter Moore, how are you? I am very good, Peter. Thank you. And thank you for having Debbie and I here. And we're delighted to be once again here in Liverpool for a long weekend. It's amazing. Tell me, what is your title now? Because you've run so many companies. Um, I, when we came back to the US after leaving Liverpool, uh, we uh, bought a home in Montecito, which is in the Santa Barbara Hills made, I guess, infamous for people over here by Harry and Meghan and a few other folks that live there. Beautiful part of the world and wasn't necessarily intent on working again, but I got a phone call from uh, my previous boss at EA. If you recall, I was 10 years at EA, president of EA Sports and chief chief operating officer of Electronic Arts. And he's at Unity, which is a a, a large company, six and a half thousand people that does real-time 3D data capture, visualization, and we're working. I am Senior Vice President in charge of sports and live entertainment. Wow. Um, Reflecting on your time, and you brought lovely Debbie into our lives, who still is very glamorous and still the yoga queen of queens. Um, Tell me, you're looking back over Liverpool. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Ironically, it's probably bittersweet from the perspective of three great seasons, but ended in COVID. And so when we left, which was December 2020, we were still very much in in the height of COVID. The last six months we were here, we were locked down. We were fortunate to have a lovely home on the world, as you well know. But, you know, it was tough to say all the goodbyes. And I was doing walking football with, with a bunch of folks this morning and having a great time. But talking about that final season when we won the league, but you remember that the fans weren't there and um, probably 40 people, um, you know, from the club were, were in the stadium when, when Jordan Henderson lifted that league trophy. So, but, but what a wonderful, wonderful time we had. Made so many friends, hundreds if not thousands of friends. Obviously, we formed pretty immediately the Peter Moore Foundation. Debbie and I worked not only in our kind of day jobs and working on uh, Debbie teaching yoga here at Liverpool Yoga Studios, but we also focused on helping fans supporting food banks, Alderhey Hospital, uh, Clatterbridge, uh, as we came back to support here, um, Anfield Sports and Community Centre, where we, uh, we were there this morning, and I said hi to my dad, whose plaque is on the wall because we funded a classroom there, um, and um, James's place uh, over in uh, the Georgian Quarter there. So tried to provide as much positive impact you know, I've been, we've been fortunate that we've made a few bob in our lives and that money is better spent here than anywhere else we live. The dollar, the pound, the shilling, the euro can go a lot further in Liverpool than it can go elsewhere. And so I owe it to the people of Liverpool who 
I'm from here and that being a Liverpoolian gave me my start. Debbie, I've got to ask you because uh, coming over to here, you're an American, you love the American weather, uh, weather. you were in you embrace the world and, and Liverpool. Um, looking back, it's changed your life, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. And just to be clear, I love the California weather. Southern California even more so. Um, but there's so much to love here. The people are just really genuine. And they were just so embracing and um, accepting of us coming in. And I, I just, I love the laughter and the wit and, um, you know, I formed a really great group of friends here that will be with us for a lifetime. And it's why we continue to come back. It seems like we're not gone for more than 12 weeks at a time. Debbie, I came to your hot yoga once, never done yoga in my life. Tell people why yoga has taken off in the world as it has. Yeah, well, first of all, you did fantastic, by the way, as a first-time yogi in the hot room at Liverpool Yoga Studios. I think um, yoga, it's just it's one of those things that it has become more mainstream. There, um, there has been like, more of a fitness bend to it, so it doesn't have to be that super ethereal, mystical piece. Um, But there are loads of benefits, not only for your mind, but for your body. And so when you do start practicing the yoga, especially on a regular basis, you notice greater flexibility. It means from greater blood flow and just opening up of your joints. And it's there's nothing but upside from practicing the yoga to keep yourself young and younger and fit and prevent injuries later on in life. Here's a question you've never been asked in your life, but I've got to ask this. Marrying Peter Moore, when did you first find out about LFC football? Oh, gosh. No, I I knew about LFC football (laughs) even before. Yeah, but um, obviously once Peter and I were dating and then, you know, coming over, it was in California. We were up at 430 in the morning to watch the, uh, the early morning kickoffs. And we still do. Now we still will. We actually are working um, with a, another couple in Santa Barbara to get an official supporters club formed in Santa Barbara. And we go in and we go to the pubs there. And we, well, Peter raises pints at you know early morning hours, but um, we celebrate the team and, and we carry on the traditions there in Santa Barbara. Peter. People don't realize, do they? Not just Liverpool, but let's just talk about Liverpool. How big? the supporters around the world are? Well, it's immense. And, and to Debbie's point, you know, we've just filed in Santa Barbara for what's known as OLSC status, Official Liverpool Supporters Club. Debbie and I probably, in the last few years, have probably visited 15 of those places. Whilst I was CEO, we're everywhere in the world, either on business or even on vacation. We would go find the OLSC, the pub, and I would speak in the evening take the supporters through the club strategy, answer questions. And I just loved meeting with the fans. In fact, um, more recently, we've been in Las Vegas only about five weeks ago for the final game of the season. Hundreds of Liverpool fans there. So the, the magnitude of the support, the volume of the support on a global basis is literally in the hundreds of millions of people. And, you know, we have, certainly I knew this at the club, but when you leave the club and, you know, bizarre little story we as i was telling you earlier we were in zanzibar just a few weeks ago went to a deserted island uh which my daughter arranged for her father's day literally a deserted island and there's another boat comes up and there's only one guy on it he's wearing a liverpool shirt you know out of nowhere 
you know, um, not sure it was authentic, <clears throat> but you know, he, um, he and I embraced them. You know, we talked about Liverpool and Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah. And I think that's the other thing as well. The, the diversity of this squad, you know, particularly you think about the African players, the, the Muslim element that, that has brought people together, the Brazilians. You know, when I was growing up watching Liverpool, it was English, Scottish, Irish and Welsh. You know, you didn't have foreign players. It just wasn't part of, well, it wasn't allowed. And... Now you look at it with great pride, you know, that um, it's such a diverse and, and that, that team, knowing all of those players for the most part, upstanding young men that represent not only this club, but this city on a global basis brilliantly well. I'm talking to Peter and Debbie Moore. What I loved about both of you is, as you said before, you've got a few Bob now, but you have put so much back into the community. Tell us, you flew over especially for this Clatterbridge ball. Tell us your involvement with Clatterbridge, you and Debbie. Well, we had gone, um, during lockdown, um, started to um, figure out what we could do to help. One of the things that Debbie in particular was struck by, um, you know, when we first moved here is we learned about the cancer rates in, in Greater Merseyside and poverty, austerity, hard working class lives, unfortunately, you know, will drive poverty uh, uh, higher and cancer rates higher. We, we've got lifestyle issues here that need to be resolved. And unfortunately, the knock on effect of those lifestyle issues is a higher rate of cancer than in most parts of the United Kingdom. Um, we've always, you and I, lived on the Wirral and Clatterbridge has been a mainstay of the Wirral for, for decades. But Liverpool itself had never had the city centre a bespoke cancer hospital. So we learned um, that they were building one during lockdown. It was very difficult. Uh, Langwell Rock was doing it. We visited it uh, during the construction phase and agreed and learned about the challenges that teenagers have who are giving a, a, a cancer diagnosis. They're not kids anymore. They don't want to be around kids. They don't want to be around older adults who may have a terminal prognosis and they needed their own space. So we funded uh, teenage chemotherapy treatment rooms and bedrooms on one of the upper floors in this cancer hospital. I got to know Liz Bishop, um, who is the CEO of Clatterbridge well. And then we've, uh, Debbie, uh, for the last year has been on the Clatterbridge Cancer Com Committee getting up early in the morning in California doing Zoom calls to figure out how we could get the optimal evening which is this past Friday coming back out of COVID first time uh, in three years that we've all got together and we I emceed Debbie was uh, instrumental in getting some really exciting prizes um, we got a great auctioneer in Johnny Gould and we ended up making £160,000 for Clatterbridge Cancer here in Liverpool. Not bad, is it, after a pandemic and knowing that people uh, are short of money? Absolutely, yeah. And, and one of the, you know, and, and it's tough to talk about, but one of the causes we were focused on, it's called Innovations in Care. There are no programmes to support children when their parents are given a terminal uh, diagnosis. And so the, some of that money is going to figure out how to speak to children to explain that their mum and dad are going to die, what the implications are, and to help them through that process, um, which you can imagine how difficult that is. And there was nothing in place to be able to do that. The money, uh, a portion of the money we made on Friday night will help build programs so that the children can be explain to how the process is going to work and, and what happens here so that you can take some of the fear and uncertainty out of that. 
They must be thrilled that you're both involved and, and Debbie putting herself out, as you say, uh, over there. But you two have always, from the day I met you, have always given back, haven't you? Yeah, well, in, 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 you know, in my case, I am very clear that I wouldn't be who I am today without being from Liverpool. I did a TED talk a couple of years ago on the power of scouseness and the power of being born here and embracing all of the good things about being from Liverpool, the, the confidence we have, uh, sometimes overstated, the, the sense of self-belief and self-worth and pride. Um, and regardless of what education you have, you have this core substance of being from Liverpool and leaning on the people of Liverpool for help and support, the warmest people in the United Kingdom. And so um, I always felt that if I ever get to a position where I can give back, that I will give back because I'm obliged to, because I wouldn't be where I was um, it, without being from that. If I was born somewhere else, I'm convinced that, that I wouldn't be as, quote unquote, successful as I am today. Interesting. Debbie, were you thrilled at the results of all those uh, Zoom meetings? The Zoom meetings for? For the ball. Oh, for the ball, yes. Um, I was asked to join that committee four years ago. And um, as you know, the last ball we had was three years ago. So it's been two years, two full years, because of COVID and the lockdown. And um, Peter and I had worked on, prior uh, to lockdown, we had done a Legends dinner. Um, and then we had done work with the, the, the big gala um, and leveraging Peter's LFC connections to try to bring some great prizes. So for this last year, yeah, it's been um, challenging because we've had to move the date a few times um, with the different you know, variations of COVID that have come about and being a part of the NHS and, and wanting to be a little bit more cautious in how and when we bring people together. Um, we finally, after many meetings, landed on this summer, which is the first time, I guess, that we've done this ball in the summertime. So, yes, I, I feel really good, very proud about what the team has accomplished. I've got to point out, too, this is the generosity of people. You actually lost a couple of tables, but they didn't want the money back because yeah. of COVID. But they, yeah. please leave the money in. That's right. That's right. We have a very generous uh, donor group that is dedicated to Clatterbridge. And we're always looking for more folks to come and join us, to join the roster. But um, just in general, I think people, especially coming out of COVID with all of the lockdown, um, people are very generous in their donations coming to us. So we're very grateful. Yeah. We're, we're very appreciative and very fortunate to have the folks that support us that we do. Peter, you uh, taught me something that was really interesting. It stayed with me. You know when you meet people that stay with you. I went up to one of the games and you took an awful lot of food uh, for the food banks. Mm. And what you taught me, which I thought was interesting, the, 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 the evilness between some of the teams is dreadful. But when it comes to the food banks, you gave to them and vice versa. It was interesting. Though. Yeah, I think, you know, football's tribal. And so that tribal nature, when that whistle goes, you know, there's 90 minutes of, of, it's not hatred, but it is back and to. But one thing you do, like, we all love football. And, and football is a massive platform for doing good, for bringing communities together. And in a world, there, you know, it's, we sit here today and the world's never been more divided and divisive. And it feels like, you know, last week, Roe versus Wade in the United States. And, and, and this political and social divide gets worse and worse. If there are platforms that can help bring people back together again, they should be grasped. And, and 
my view is there are few bigger platforms than football to do that. Everybody in the world plays it. You don't need to speak the language. It doesn't matter whether you're male, female, black, white, you name it, Hispanic, you, you understand football. And having lived here and seeing even here at the highest professional level, to your point, Liverpool and Everton and in fan supporting food bank with, with the legendary Ian Byrne and Dave Kelly, red and a blue coming together, that blurring of the lines and, and taking that van to Anfield one weekend to Goodison Park the next weekend. And, and whenever I would go away, Newcastle United, Manchester United, Manchester City, Leicester, I remember, I would take food and, and, and you know, grab a Tesco bag and, and when we got to the stadium, figure out where we were going to be, but, but always know where the food bank for the local club was. And it was a gesture for here, here we are coming from Liverpool um, and, and putting food in there. And, and the one thing that it, it breaks down is this awful, awful, you know, thing we have in football when they come to Liverpool is this stereotype of who we are. And you hear the chants, feed the Scousers, you know, bin dippers and all of the things that really more than great on me, you know, disgust me and I, and, and I shake my head. But to be fair, most of the clubs now, to be fair and to be, and to, sadly, have linkages to food banks to f- help feed their fans who cannot put food on the table that night. And so um, fans supporting food banks, you've seen the vans, you know the boys. It has been an unbelievable program here, supported by the North Liverpool Food Banks um, um, and, and the team there. It's part of the broader Trussell Trust, which um, helps uh, feed Britons in, in the hundreds of thousands every single day. And you've got your own foundation. Yes, the Peter Moore Foundation, which Debbie and I run. Uh, my daughter, Alex, who you know, is here. She's boots on the ground for us. American girl living here in Liverpool. Um, we did some work that Friday we contributed from the foundation to kind of round up uh, the numbers to get to that 160,000. We continue to do work with the food banks, of which Debbie and I are honorary presidents. I was at Anfield Sports and Community Centre this morning and, and went to see my dad, whose plaque, the Terry Moore Conference Room, is there, which we had built a, a, a teaching room for the kids in, in that kind of low Breck Road area to be able to come. And it was, I haven't been there in a couple of years. It was great to just go see my dad, whose picture is outside uh, the conference room. And of course, you know, trying to support, um, you know, my mom was a nurse at Alder Hay and, and we've done two treatment rooms in Alder Hay Hospital uh, with her her photograph as an 18-year-old nurse coming out of World War II, uh, an RN uh, that uh, cut her teeth in nursing at, at Alder Hay, the old Alder Hay Hospital. Peter Moore, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you for all you do with Clatterbridge. Debbie, thank you. Thank you, Pete. Always lovely to see you. And Absolutely. Peter, thank you. Thank you, Pete. Cheers. Take care. If you enjoyed that, why not subscribe? We've got a great back catalogue of interviews and I love you being part of my podcast.